Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Good to see you, my friend. How was your uh, how's your week? Great. How about you? Oh, man. You know, it's always busy. But you know, this I can tell you, uh, although it's, it was you know relatively cold and a little snowy you know, this past few days. But boy, that day that uh, that that was a little over a week ago. Boy, that was some tempting temperatures there. Very nice. Got a little spoiled, I think. Hopefully, you'll be back soon. I listen. I'm 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 hoping for that. I I think it's look. We're heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's what matters. That's what matters. Along with mortgages. Um, you know what? Let's talk to, you know, this morning about mortgages for seniors, for senior citizens. Um, and I would imagine that there's a whole different, a whole host of uh, different types of mortgages, right? What are some that uh, you think our seniors could benefit from? There's two main types of mortgages that seniors would want to utilize. The first, I think anyone would know, reverse mortgages, of course. Sure. What I like to refer to as retirement mortgages. Yeah, but that's not for everybody, though, right? No, it's definitely not. We'll talk about some of the criteria. Um, another great one is fixed rate mortgages, forward mortgages, like a normal mortgage where you make a payment every month. Hmm. And the reason fixed rate is important is because when you're in your senior years, you're typically on a fixed income. You don't want to have changes in your monthly payment. That's why for almost all seniors, I recommend on the forward mortgage that they do a fixed rate not an adjustable, so it will keep their payments steady. But one thing a lot of people don't understand on the reverse mortgage side, they always think that it's for people that already own a home. But most people don't realize that there's actually a strategy where you can use a reverse mortgage to buy a home and never have to make a monthly payment. So that's something that is definitely outside of the box that a lot of people don't think about or know about. You just have to be 62 years or older and obviously, you have to meet the criteria as far as down payment and whatnot, but it's a very little used strategy most seniors aren't even aware of where they can buy a home using a reverse mortgage. Would you recommend that that route for everybody in that fits that category, that fits that criteria, or select people that maybe have sub-criteria? Sub it's, that... it's definitely not for everyone. Okay. And yeah. every single mortgage that we'll talk about and have talked about before is going to be a different criteria. Everybody's going to be in a different situation of what mortgage is best for them. Where the reverse mortgage can really have a big impact are seniors that have tight cash flow, where they're maybe house rich and cash poor. That's where a, a reverse mortgage can be a godsend, and it can almost be like hitting the lottery. Uh, and when you can apply that to a home purchase, not only someone that owns a home, but a home purchase, maybe you have a bunch of money in retirement funds or other assets, yet your cash flow is very tight on a monthly basis. That's where the reverse mortgage for purchase or what we call a heckum purchase is the uh, technical name for it, can really be a solid strategy to use. You would mention something about a, f- a fixed mortgage, but are there variable rates anymore? Do people, yes. add, some people opt for variables? Recently in the last couple of years, Variable rates haven't really been used because the fixed rates have been so low. But a normal reverse mortgage is typically going to be a variable rate. Obviously, the fact that you don't have to make monthly payments makes it so that that variable part doesn't really play in. You don't see that on a monthly basis with your cash flow. But if you're making a mortgage payment every month, 
you do not want to be in a position, especially on a fixed income in retirement, where your payment could go up hundreds or even more dollars on a monthly basis. I got to tell you, I've never heard of a re- the purchasing a, a home uh, as a reverse mortgage. Uh, we're going to have to do a whole show on that because I, I, if I'm intrigued, I can only imagine how some others are, and, and, and as well as the criteria in order to qualify for that. Um, what refinancing strategies are common? most amongst among senior citizens? I would say the number one refinancing strategy is refinancing from a forward mortgage where you have an obligation every month to make a payment mm-hmm. to a reverse mortgage, which it doesn't eliminate the payment. It just makes it so you aren't required to make the payment. One thing that many seniors don't mm-hmm. realize is that you can make a payment on a reverse mortgage. You just have the flexibility to not make it if you don't want to. And there's not a penalty to make it if you don't want to. So I feel like, again, reverse mortgage should really be called retirement mortgage. <laughs> I think if it was called retirement mortgage, there'd be a line around the block for it. But reverse mortgage has this negative connotation because most people don't realize. Yeah, okay. That's where I wanted to go. What? Why? There's a stigma attached to reverse mortgages. Why? Let's just clear that right out because I wanted to ask you this question mm-hmm. a number of times, but it, usually we were talking about something entirely different and it would have been out of context. But since you brought this up, let's go there. What is it? Why is there such a stigma with reverse mortgage? It's really misconceptions. Okay. So the first reason is, well, I guess going back, when reverse mortgages came out, they're different than they were, they are today. There weren't as many regulations around them. They were very high cost. In some cases, they were predatory. The fees that were charged were very high and in many cases excessive. So they got a bad rap for that. Um, a misconception is people think when you do a reverse mortgage, the bank owns your home. That's absolutely incorrect. You still own your home. The bank doesn't own it. It's just that the mortgage balance, if you don't pay every month, the mortgage balance is going up. So that's why people have that just misconception about it. The other thing is that your heirs won't get your home. When you die, people want to leave their home to their kids and they feel like, well, if I do a reverse mortgage, I can't do that. Absolutely incorrect. Your kids will get your home. But there's a mortgage that needs to be paid off when they get that home. And if you haven't made payments in years or decades because you've had this reverse mortgage, the equity can be eaten up substantially. Um, So that's another reason why they get that bad rap. But it's, again, a misconception. The other thing is people think you don't have control over your home, but you do have control over your home. It's just you have to make sure that you keep up the house. Ma- you know, maintenance needs to be done, the property taxes need to be paid, the insurance needs to be paid. There needs to be maintenance done. You can't just let it go into disrepair or the bank will be mad and they will get involved. And then the last thing is like I was mentioning before is that they're either too costly or there's not a big benefit to them. And there's a lot more to a reverse mortgage than just not having a monthly payment. That's one great piece that people, but that's the tip of the iceberg. There's also accessibility to your equity in your home because a component of a reverse mortgage is a line of credit. And a lot of seniors don't realize that you can use that line of credit for whatever you want. I would say majority of my clients that use this are either consolidating debt into their mortgage. They're using it as a cash flow tool to supplement their social security income or their pension income um, or repairs. A lot of seniors have homes they've lived in for a long time that are in disrepair or maybe just need a new kitchen and a bathroom that has more accessibility. 
that's a huge reason why people can take a reverse mortgage to access that equity in their home. They don't have to take a forward mortgage or another type that has the payment. With the reverse mortgage, they have the flexibility hmm. of doing either one. But going back to finish the last question about the other types of mortgages, right. I know we've been talking about reverse, but another huge one that a lot of seniors are using, especially today, is a debt consolidation refinance going into retirement because a lot of seniors have racked up some debt being on the fixed income sure. or when they're approaching that retirement or fixed income and they can consolidate their debt, as we've discussed in other shows, and save hundreds or even thousands of dollars a month. It can mean the difference between a comfortable retirement and barely making ends meet or being in the negative. And then the last one I would say is extending the term of your loan. And that may sound, you know, unconventional, but if you are going into retirement or you're retired and you have a mortgage with 20 or 30 years or close to that left on it, it a lot of the time can make sense to extend that mortgage. If you're not going to pay it off anytime soon, we might as well extend it to improve your cash flow, which will drop your payment. So those are the different strategies I would say that are most opportune for seniors. Right How now. apt are banks willing to extend it though? I, I, I... Reverse mortgages are actually some of the easiest mortgages to qualify for. The biggest criteria for that is going to be 62 years or older. And you do need to have, depending on your exact age, you typically want to have somewhere around a 40 to 50% equity position in your home. So if you just bought your house with a low down payment, or you put a really small down payment when you bought it a few years ago, and you haven't really bought equity, maybe you only have 20% equity in your home, 25%. You're probably not going to qualify for a reverse mortgage. But the great part is that I've had seniors that come to me with low credit scores that couldn't get approved for these other forward mortgage strategies, and we can get a reverse mortgage done. We're not really looking that much at their income like a forward mortgage. We're not really looking as much at their credit because there's not a payment obligation. You see, so it's really more about the equity that they have in the home because that's what the bank is lending that money on. You said something Rob, a moment ago, that really caught my attention. All right, it, it, it pertains to the misconception of the reverse mortgage. It, it, when let, let's say someone passes away at with, with, who has a reverse mortgage, I, I I always presumed that the bank more or less took possession of the home. It, no. Like for example, because maybe payments weren't made on a monthly basis mm -hmm. for whatnot. You can still have your heirs, your children, so to speak, or. They can still take possession of your Absolutely. home? Absolutely. That's the normal protocol, and that's why people need to realize the truth about this. The that. bank doesn't get involved unless your heirs drop the ball. So when you either move, you sell the house, or you pass away, mm -hmm. those are the three triggering events that will cause a reverse mortgage to come due. Now, as an heir, you have the option of either refinancing that into a normal forward mortgage, mm -hmm. paying it off somehow, okay. selling the house as an heir. You can sell the house, pay the bank what's old, and get the rest, again, depending on estate planning and sure. other uh, title issues. And obviously, if you're going to move to another property, if you're a senior and you're just looking to relocate, for example, then it's going to be just like a normal protocol, like we said. Either you're going to sell the house, pay it off, give it to someone, whatever the case may be. As long as the bank gets their money that's owed, yep. they're not going to be involved. The bank only is going to foreclose and get involved if your heirs, like I said, drop the ball and they don't handle getting the bank their money.
That's the big thing. I, see, I, I learn something new every time we're, we're together, and I can imagine how, how the new uh, issues that people uh, listening are, are, are. How long before retiring should seniors review their mortgage plan? This is not something that should just be done off the cuff on a whim no. spontaneously. And going, uh, it kind of co- comes into play with your last question about what criteria and how yeah. difficult it is. Will the banks approve it? It's, it is difficult when you're retired. Once you move into retirement and you're just getting your pension, social security, annuity, whatever type of retirement setup you have, it can be very difficult and sometimes impossible to get a mortgage at that point. And that's why with all my clients and anyone that's even approaching retirement in the next five years, I always tell them, review that mortgage plan, review your entire financial plan, a minimum of six months and ideally one year before retirement. And here's the reason why is you're working at that point. Mm -hmm. You have a job at that point. You have the income, typically, not in all cases, but most, you're going to be making more money when you're working an active job than you will when you're just getting your social security pension or retirement income. So it's important we restructure your mortgage and we implement these strategies before you actually retire because it's going to be a lot easier to qualify. If you come to me saying I retired last month and all I'm getting is this social security or this pension or a combination, a lot of the time your finances will be out of whack and we can't get the loan approved because of your debt to income ratio. Had you called me even three or six months earlier while you were still working, we would be able to actually get you approved, restructure the finances, consolidate debt, do all the things we're talking about, extend the term of your loan without as much friction as if you wait until it's too late. I, the only thing I can I concern myself when hearing that, although it makes sense, Rob, is that there are seniors right now listening to this saying, I'm learning about this too late. You know, I'm already retired or I've long since retired. You know, I, I wish I had I, I wish I had a plan or maybe I need to come up with a plan now. No, you can't come up with a plan now. It's too late. He said you have to be working. You yeah. know, it's a matter of saying the best time would have been before yesterday or a year ago. Mm-hmm. The next best time is right now. Okay. Today. You need to get advice from a mortgage advisor that's going to be able to put you in your place as far as what, which of these strategies is going to work for you, which is going to accomplish your goals, and do you qualify? If the answer is no, then at least you swung the bat. At least you tried. If you don't make that contact, if you just assume, and so many people do. They just assume they're not going to get approved and it's not going to work. And that's incorrect. I've had many people that think it won't work and we find out creative ways to make it work. But you need to take that step and make that contact and have an evaluation, have an analysis done of your circumstance before you throw in the towel. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Um, Can you... I guess there's pro- there's like anything in life, Rob. There's pros and cons to everything, right? You know, and I would imagine you, you spoke about a lot of the a lot of the pros, you know, and, and the criteria, more specifically the criteria when it comes to reverse mortgages. But let's dig a little deeper now. Let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the pros and cons of the reverse mortgage. Yeah, let's start with the pros, which is like we've been talking about, there's no mortgage payment required. And I want to bold and underline the word required because many people think you can't make a payment on a reverse mortgage. That's incorrect. You can make a payment and I would encourage you to make a payment on the reverse mortgage. It's just you don't have to. So if you're in a cash flow tight situation, you can 
just add that payment to the balance. It'll automatically be added to the balance of your mortgage. In a typical reverse mortgage where you're not making payments, the balance is going up every month, okay? Not down like a normal forward mortgage. What that's going to allow you to do if you don't make the payment is you're going to be able to better manage your expenses. You're going to be able to take care of the medical bills, the travel, the retirement lifestyle that you've wanted that you maybe couldn't have before when you have a mortgage payment. In New England, in Connecticut, you know, average mortgage payments with taxes and insurance can run upwards of 2000 plus a month, sure. depending oh, yeah. on the area. So to be able to eliminate even a portion of that, because you still have to pay the taxes, you still have to pay the insurance. But if we eliminate the mortgage principal and interest from a required monthly budget, then it frees up like I said, could be a thousand to two thousand dollars a month in cash flow. So that's going to allow the senior to better mm. manage their expenses. Another huge pro reverse mortgage, you know, if you look at it versus other retirement income strategies, is that it's non-taxable. Oh, a reverse right. mortgage is a loan mm. based on the current tax code. Loans are not taxable. <laughs> so when you're getting a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars out of a reverse mortgage line of credit. It's non-taxable to you. Huge advantage there, as you know, with the tax brackets and all the different things that can be owed. The other great thing about a reverse mortgage versus other mortgages is that you're protected with that mortgage, even if the balance exceeded the value of the home. People get worried about, well, if my balance is going up every month, what if the home value goes down and now I owe more than the house is worth? Reverse mortgage has protections in there where you're never going to have to worry about that. The bank will eat the difference if they end up financing more than the house is worth, which is a huge protection. Um, one of the biggest advantages of a reverse mortgage we haven't even touched on, I know we mentioned the line of credit, but a reverse mortgage line of credit grows every year. It's kind of like having your money in the market where it's going to go up gradually every year. So you may start out with, let's say, a $50,000 line of credit, but the next year you might have access to 53,000. And the year after that, you might have access to 56,000, 60,000, 70,000. As the years go on, you have access to more money and it's contractually guaranteed in a reverse mortgage. That's unlike any other product. But that has to get paid back monthly, right? Or it, could, it doesn't. Or it that's just same thing? In. Oh my It's goodness. the same thing. It can be paid back if you want, but it's not required. And that's why it allows seniors to tap equity in their home as needed without that obligation that they get so worried about. Is it based on the same principle that whole life insurance is is based on you know how like you you're not borrowing from the money that you've put in uh whole life you're borrowing of you know against it no different okay. concept here you are actually borrowing money from a line of credit and it is going against the equity in your home which again is why depending on your age you need to have that very high equity position from the beginning yeah. and the bank is going to do analyses on your age and on what you owe in order to determine how much you can actually tap from that equity. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show along with uh, Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Um, it, it's kind of crazy in having this conversation. Maybe you could set me straight a little bit, Rob, that a 60 or 70-year-old can take out a 30-year or even longer-term mortgage. Does that sound year, a little... Yeah, 30-year is uh, the longest term that's available right okay. now. I know back in the... Uh, Years ago, there was even a 40-year term available, Wow! but now we're capped at 30 years, and it's not crazy for a 60, 70, 80-year-old to take out a long-term mortgage 20, 30 years. It's not. First of all, there's no age discrimination in mortgages. I have written multiple 30-year mortgages for people that are approaching 100 years old, 
And they thought there's no way a bank's going to approve me for that long of a mortgage. They're not going to live to 130. I, I, is... it's, it's simply a matter of, again, no age discrimination. Do they have the credit to qualify in the case of a forward mortgage? Do they have um, the income to be able to repay that mortgage? And actually, with a reverse mortgage, the older you are, the better the mortgage will be. The more flexibility it's going to have, the more equity they'll let you access, the older you are. Not to be morbid, but in a reverse mortgage, the bank is actually betting on the fact that you're going to pass away at some point and they're going to get paid. And the sooner that you pass away, you know, I mean, again, not to be morbid, but that's no, 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 part of their qualification. And that's why the older you are, the more they'll give you because the higher probability that they're going to get paid back that sooner. Before we get away from the last question, though, about the pros and cons, let's switch to talking about the cons because we can't talk oh, about I'm the sorry, pros you're right. you're without right. the cons. Yes. And, you know, the cons is... Number one is this is not free money. You do have to pay for it. You're either paying it monthly or it's being added to the mortgage, which means that the balance on a reverse mortgage is going up every month, not down. That can scare people. But again, if you're going to be living in that house for a long time, you don't plan on selling soon, then the amount of equity in that house really shouldn't matter that much to you other than what are my heirs going to get if you have you know, people that are going to get that house after you pass on. So that's the number one con is that the balance does go up every month. We can't ignore that. The next thing is it's not a free ride. And I've said it two or three times on the show already. You have to keep up the property. You have to maintain the property. You can't let it go into disrepair or the bank will get involved. They will send an inspector out periodically to make sure that your house, the roof isn't caving in, the walls don't have holes in them, and that it's, you know, it's got a uh, minimum standard, so to speak, of aesthetic, of cosmetic uh, going on. But you also have to pay the property taxes on the house. Even if you have a reverse mortgage with no payment, you still have to keep up the property taxes. You also have to pay the home insurance. And some people think, again, it's a free ride. I have no obligation. You have to be able to keep those up in order to move forward with a reverse mortgage in order to make it work. And the last con I'll mention, which I touched on a minute ago, is the money does have to be paid back when you move sell or pass away. What's the bank's incentive? Reverse mortgages are very profitable. Most of them are based on an adjustable rate. Oh, uh, and that's, right. that's going to make it so that the bank can make more money when obviously rates change. Uh, and there are fees in, in with reverse mortgages. They're some of the most profitable mortgages in the entire country to originate and to service. So the banks aren't, you know, there's no free ride here. They're getting their money because that interest is being tacked on. They're going to get all of the money that they're owed. Don't don't but think they're, that they're on the not. back end. On the back it's, end. Exactly. It's more on the back end. So that's why there are definitely, you know, some higher fees on the front end, but hmm. it's well worth it in many cases. It's a very good investment. And uh I think it's also important to note that just a few years ago, the government, the Federal Housing Administration that backs the majority of these reverse mortgages, they revamped the program completely. And most people aren't even aware of it. They lowered the fees. They made it more flexible for retirees and seniors. They made it just a lot more beneficial. A lot of the uh, misconceptions yeah. about the fees and interest, they're not there anymore. Oh, wow. I'm so glad that we went over the misconceptions because I, I got to tell you, I, I, you've completely changed my viewpoint 
on reverse mortgages. I'd always heard of them, and I was always hear from, and it's usually older adults. Remember, you're talking generational. Mm-hmm. The rules have mm-hmm. changed since then. You can almost wipe out everything that these older these older individuals were telling me because, uh, it, like you said, most people aren't even aware of the new regulations. So I guess that just brings me to my my final question, Rob. How do I know if a reverse mortgage is right for me? So every circumstance is going to be different. And there's some initial questions that you want to ask yourself to see if this is a potential strategy. Number one is, do you plan on staying in your home for a long time? When I say a long time, seven to 10 years minimum. If you are going to be moving or selling your home in the next two, five, six years, don't even look at a reverse mortgage. The cost does not outweigh the benefit if you're not going to keep it. Seven to 10 years is normally the minimum timeline that I recommend people look at this. If you're going to stay at least seven to 10 years, we can have the conversation. And for many seniors, they plan on aging in place and staying in that home for as long as they possibly can. The second thing is you need to have the income to be able to cover the property taxes, the insurance, and the upkeep of the house. If you don't even have that minimum level of income, then you may just be in a situation where your budget is lopsided. You may have to completely reevaluate if you should even be living in that house if you can't even keep the property tax up to date, if you can't keep the home insurance you know, paid, if you can't have that minimum aesthetic and cosmetic level that the property needs to meet so that it doesn't look like an eyesore when somebody's driving through your neighborhood. Um, the other thing is mm. cash flow issues. If you're a senior that is house rich and cash poor, that's a big reason why a reverse mortgage is great. If you've got all this equity in your home, minimum levels I usually look at is 40 to 50% equity position. If you have a $200,000 home, that means you've got somewhere around $100,000, maybe a little less, but somewhere around that 50% equity position in your home. That's when we can look at the reverse mortgage as a potential option for you. Those are really the things you want to ask yourself. And if the answer is, you know, you only have a small amount of equity, you plan on selling the house or moving soon, let's count that out. We can still look at these other strategies, forward mortgage, debt consolidation, extending the term of your loan in order to lower the amount of your monthly payment, improve your cash flow. Those we can do even if you're only going to be in the house for a couple of years. But the reverse mortgage is where you really have to dig in a bit and look at your future plan to make sure it's going to make sense. You know, and Robin, that's why this show is so important. And, and for the for the points that you just brought up uh, and what I was saying about the misconceptions of, of reverse mortgages, um, I, I, I think it only had a negative stigma attached to it because of the rules and regulations from yesteryear mm-hmm. that aren't even relevant today. It sounds like it's it's been completely gutted and revamped. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and, and I'm glad that's that's why I'm glad we talked about that in, in great length today. By the way, folks, um, if you are interested, uh, if you're a senior, if you're interested in a mortgage, whether it's a reverse mortgage or not, it's just a mortgage for seniors. Uh, a couple of things I want you to do. As a matter of fact, you may even be eligible if you're if you're inquiring specifically about a mortgage for senior for a book that's written by Rob Weinberg. It's called Mortgage Strategies for the New Millennium: Using Your Home Loan as a Financial Tool. You can get this book. It's absolutely free. Written by Rob Weinberg. All you got to do is give him a call: eight six zero four one three thirty nine. I'll repeat that. 860-413-3938. Let Rob know that you're interested not only in the book, which he's, like I said, it's absolutely free. He'll mail it out to you. You don't even have to pay postage or nothing. But that you're interested. You'd like to at least sit down and start the conversation on 
uh, a reverse mortgage or one of the other mortgages that are being offered that you've already mentioned at the top of the show that are available for seniors. Um, I also want you to check out his rev- his website. It's robgw.com. Rob, R-O-B-G-W.com. And if you've got a question, don't be bashful, my friends. Send an email to Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Once again, Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Who knows? Could be your question that uh, that we ask right here on these very airwaves. For Rob Weinberg.